0: Hey, it's Lee Winnie here back again. Just like I said that I would be with Millennials Anonymous. We have an amazing guest here today. So I'm going to get started with that. So we are super excited about everything that's coming up. So please stay tuned next week because we are going to discuss pretty much millennials and I guess Generation Z. Let's throw everybody in there. We're going to discuss relationships today in, in 2019 and why they say that we're not, you know, the birth rates have gone down. And in a couple of years, that may be an issue and why people are choosing not to get married. And here's some good news though the divorce rates have gone down for the people that are married and kind of discussing why do we believe that people are staying together? I can tell you my reasons on this. I know why, but we'll discuss it. But before we get to that, and that's a topic that is really interesting to me, and we'll have a nice little panel together to discuss it. It'll be really, really a fun time, but we got to talk about jobs today. So if you need a job and you need to find some tips, we have the incredible Richard Drosen. So this was pre-recorded. So if you're hearing it today, this actually was recorded on Saturday. So we talk about Easter. So don't be like, oh, what you talking about? Easter's gone. You know, you're talking about it today, but it was before then. So we're going to get right into that. And if you have any questions for me, definitely feel free to reach out. You know how to reach me. I'll say it at the end of the podcast, but I'll give it to you in the beginning just in case you can't wait that long. I know you may want to reach out to me like right away. You know, it might maybe it's a pressing issue. We always are looking for new topics. So if you have a topic and you want to discuss it, or if you're doing something really amazing and you want to discuss it on the podcast, let me know. We're doing the visual now so you can see me and you can hear me and then we can see you and all your pretty face and the amazingness that you are. So you can reach me at Lisa at LisaWinnie.com, or you can reach out to us directly on Facebook at Millennials Anonymous. You can just send a message and someone will get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. So here's the interview so you can get yourself that job. Yes. About Careers. We're gonna be talking about professional development. And I have the extraordinaire Richard Drosen, career coach, aficionado, whatever you want to call him. He's super, super, super duper awesome. So I want to get started. You're gonna tell me a little bit about you first, because I want everyone to know about you, learn about you, and then from there we'll get into the career stuff. So tell me a little bit about Richard. Tell me. You know,
1: How does a veteran
0: get into career or workforce development?
1: Absolutely. So funny thing is like when I first got into this, it was, I was in the military and I went to a lot of those programs where it was, there were free programs or great programs, but you know, I had a Mm -hmm. sense of feeling that some of the people there weren't necessarily really excited to help some of the veterans. So I decided to take the opportunity to kind of like learn what they did and did some research I looked at what people did above my pay grade I looked at what what components of the job that I did and I said you know what I can do that that sounds reasonable I know I did that so what I ended up doing was I took all those things and I said I am going to help people so I started helping out veterans first working on their resumes and building up their confidence and then it started expanding to to just a whole nother dimension and I think what it did for me was it gave me a sense of, of, of worth that I probably would never have from just having a regular job. Because a lot of us don't necessarily enjoy what we do
0: professionally,
1: mm-hmm. that I had found a way to also do something that I enjoy by being, being able to help people, help get, help them get paid. I mean, just change their confidence, boost everything. So. When you ask me about who I am as a person, I am someone that obviously is really big on people. I enjoy helping others, and as a veteran, I've already dedicated my life to to well, dedicated, dedicated portion of my life to serving others, and I've just continued that and found another way to do it. And just in this capacity, just just taking on a form of its own, and here I am.
0: Well, I appreciate your service. That's Thank that's you. that's one. You know, I I. And my hat's off to all veterans or, you know, anybody currently serving in the military, you know, to help us maintain our freedom. So I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Now, let's talk a little bit about it. So we're in, well, I would say like an employee market. So unemployment rate whether you like the president or not (laughs) is somewhat low. Now I'm a little skeptical on how they're counting those numbers, but it's still somewhat low where employees are in need, especially in certain industries of qualified applicants. So what is the best way for a new person who's brand new, you know, graduating from college or high school or potential, you know, career changer um, to get noticed in this employee shortage?
1: Well, um, let me just go on and say that networking is really key right now. And when I mean networking, I'm talking about you're going to have to come out of your shell. I mean, LinkedIn is, is such a big tool. And there's a lot of people that are still not on LinkedIn, believe it or not. I probably come through maybe four or five clients a week that don't have LinkedIn. And I'm kind of just like, what are you doing? You need it. So I mean, you have that pool, right? Those those mm-hmm. individuals that don't use social media in any form. Then okay. you have the individuals, like for example, social networking, like going to happy hours, mixers, mm-hmm. networking events that these companies have. Those are the, those are pretty much the best wave and best new way to get you in the door. Um, talking to those individuals, reaching out to the hiring managers, finding out people that can place you in certain places. This is how how it's going to be done this this go around i've seen a lot of of individuals apply to jobs and I'm, I'm a big advocate of applying to jobs but i'm also a big advocate of networking but you'll hear you'll you'll hear me talk a lot about balance okay because balance is important like i believe that you need to have an equal 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 level of equal level of Trying to get to a certain place, which is through networking and meeting Mm -hmm. others. And then you also need to apply. Because let's be very honest here and be very transparent. Some of us have to work harder than others to get jobs. That's true. We don't have the opportunity and luxury to have someone in the door to help us. So, yes, no matter what, how many times someone like myself or another career coach tells you, you need to network, you need to apply. You better find your way. You need It will work. And I try to tell people to trust the process. So, again, networking, mixers, and just social media, but do it in a different way. You have to target your approach, and you have to reach out to people.
0: Do you have They're tips different. for that, though? So, I know some people, that's not their thing. Like, you know, going out networking, yeah. or, you know, reaching out to people on LinkedIn, right. What. What would your advice be to someone if I was on LinkedIn and someone saw that I'm in a certain industry? Is there a certain approach that you should go at, you know, when you're asking people
1: for really for help? Right. Number one, don't ask for help right away. I think that's the first turn off. I know it sounds weird because you're on a website, you're on a forum that people want you to. To you know, like, hey, help me, help me! I need help. I know you're a recruiter. I know you're a hiring manager. Build the relationships first. Play the long game. Meet, you know, talk to the people. You know, start posting in groups. Have conversations. And matter of fact, actually, speaking of groups, there's actually there's a lot of great groups out there, even on LinkedIn or other places where you can actually interact with people who have the same like minded ideas. Through them, find out who what they do. Find out what's going. You know, it doesn't hurt to ask those questions. That's how you go about doing it. Now, here's a thing that I think is interesting. Do you? Ha- you'll have every once in a while. You probably have experienced it. You'll probably you'll probably have like say for example, you're interviewing someone, or a great candidate, right? And then they send you a thank you email I mean thank not thank you email, a thank you card. Mm-hmm. That to me is almost so foreign because I'm like, just send me the email. But yeah. I'm like, wow. For people that don't have that, like. That kind of think outside the box, because at this at this at this point, that's kind of thinking outside the box. Everybody likes it digitally. Do something of that nature. You know, ask for an informational interview. Reach out, send an actual card. If you're gonna do that and you don't wanna talk to people, you don't wanna meet everybody, use those methods that people are forgotten to forgotten how to use to your advantage. This will get you through the door.
0: So we are, you know, we're dealing with generation Z. Um, and a lot of them don't even, they're probably not sure. So I'm, you know, I'm a millennial, but I'm an older set yeah, millennial. Exactly. So I have the, the analog childhood, digital adulthood. Yeah. I understand how things work yeah. outside of technology. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with individuals who are not always, you know, good with communication. Right. When you know before you make that that ask, and you're trying to build those relationships, are there certain key things that you should mention, or certain things that you should do, or should not do, besides just you know going, can you get me a job?
1: So what I would what I would do is as far as as far as <sighs> mentioning a job, I think number one, when you connect with someone first first and foremost, always thanking them for the connection and. and and just thanking them for giving, you know, just adding you, adding them, adding you to their, to, to their world as well, you know, okay. that being number one, no matter where it is. If it's just a conversation out in public, you know, thank you for, you know, involving me in the process, etc. cetera, just using very basic salutation and, and just respect and proper courtesies go a long way because people don't do that nowadays. And I, I'm stressing the very key basics, or I like to call minor majors, because the minor majors are what are forgotten. People mm-hmm. forget the most important, essential things that make you who you are. You make a point and they make the most they make the most major impact. Um now when talk when looking to try to speak to someone about a position, um I don't necessarily try to go right go in right away. I sometimes I try to do that. Um but for me, when I tell my clients and other folks, I say, again, build a connection, reach out to them you know, ask them certain questions. If they don't respond, they don't respond. One of the biggest challenges, I mean, oh, it's so frustrating, is is I'll have clients and people that I don't work with me reach out to hiring managers and reach out to individuals and they never respond. Mm. So, I even try to go on a campaign of check your LinkedIn, your emails and it never, I mean, your emails for LinkedIn to get people to say, hey, man, people are reaching out to you. Can you at least respond? Even acknowledge it, you know? And We've gone to that point where people don't know how to respond to rejection. They don't know how to respond for help, and we as we have to internally just do better about that. So when I when I try to tell job seekers, it's just when when you take that approach, just build a relationship. You know, it doesn't hurt to reach out again a couple of times. You know, sometimes someone just needs a little nudge. After a while, they're like, you know what? I'm tired of this person reaching out to me. What can I do for you? But what I what I try to say and try to encourage people is, I have a method that is I like to say it's worked, but okay. I mean not all the time. If you're looking for a job and you're looking at how you know you're looking at managers, you're looking at executives, and they're they're looking for very specific things. Mm-hmm. You know, I say you need to have at least a very quick sentence or two with maybe a couple of like no more than two to three bullet points. Your strongest bullet point should say. These are the things I will do for you and your company. This is what I'll achieve. I bring X, Y, and Z. Give them some data. Give them something that will let they'll, they'll say, oh, man, this man's good. You know, and that is what will get you through. Give them
0: the with them. What's in it for exactly. me? Okay. <laughs> exactly.
1: That that, that that right there was perfect. That's exactly what that is. Yes. What's in it for Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know. I've been doing this for
0: a little while, so I <laughs> I understand and I've been on both sides. So I know what it's like to not get the call back. So I completely understand. Um, is it ever too late for a career change?
1: Um no, actually it's not because I have a lot of I have a lot of individuals that I've worked with that are actually Above the millennials, so we're talking like the fifty plus, the et cetera mm-hmm. And they want they want to change their careers. It's never too late to change your career. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of people don't change their career until mid, like I want to say, like their their late thirties and forties. And uh, it's normal. It's almost like saying um, when you're when you're looking at when you're looking at college and you're looking at education. When I tell people when you get to when you get to undergrad, it doesn't matter when it's all about you finishing it whenever you finish it you know mm-hmm. so the career part it there is no change no there's no specific time it's all about hey just find the right find the right field and trying to get into it so career change can happen anytime the thing is is are you willing to make that change so you're looking at
0: okay. you're looking at
1: um a salary you're looking at certain things that you probably are not going to be used to because if you're making X amount of money, the first thing that comes with a, a career change is you know, a decrease in salary. And those are things that, that a lot of people don't want to take. That's so big. you have to con- you have to consider that as well. So when looking at a career change, I just try to tell people, make sure it's something that you're passionate about because a lot of times the first career that most people have isn't necessarily the one that they want. They They, they thought they wanted it. So then they go to the second part and they're like, you know what? I want to do HR. It's sort of like the same thing where I've kind of had to reinvent myself Mm -hmm. because I I consider myself a jack-of-all-trades, but I really am someone that enjoys people. So you have to find what you like.
0: Okay. So also for the career changers. So there is the functional resume, which is a red flag to recruiters. What suggestions do you Offer to career changers who, you know, are coming into a completely different industry. They understand, you know, the pay cut thing, but it's just getting into the door, getting those skill sets that they do have transferred
1: over. Okay. So uh, the functional resume, I actually liked functional resumes. Uh, I do, I do a lot of chrono functional resumes, um, okay. especially, but I, I will say that more importantly, as it relates to the functional resume for a career change for individual that's doing a career change, I try to speak to the to the things that they've done that are, are rela- uh, that are in relation to what that job has. So, for example, okay. um, let me. Fi- I'm trying to find a, a, a really hot trend right now that people are trying to get into. Okay, I don't want to use cybersecurity, but everybody in <laughs> his mom is uh, yeah. cybersecurity. So, and the biggest challenge is, you know, I'm not a cybersecurity expert. I know plenty. However, <laughs> I've done a lot of cybersecurity resumes but none of them have the cybersecurity background and, but they all have the foundational experience through it, whether it's help desk, whether it's systems analysis, a whole bunch of different things that actually will help them. Those are the things that actually will help push them through to, to that next round. But now why I bring that up is because each one of those jobs have it, has a level of responsibility in regards to security and cybersecurity, Mm -hmm. making sure that's, in the resume and it's and it's being um, and it's shared throughout is what will that it, that is what will help you get those results and get you what you need. It's like for example, um, I deal with a lot of people. I want to do HR and they don't have HR, and mm-hmm. so you go from sales to HR, and I'm like, well, the the great connection that you have is the people management part and the people you know if you can understand people you can probably do hr but this it's not the same right. you're dealing people think hr they think oh i'm going to get a job they forget about compliance they forget about you know like this is a 80 things like ada mm-hmm. you know like there's a bunch of things so you have to speak to it and in a chrono, in a functional resume i try my best to just make sure that i highlight key key fun, key functions that they've done in their job that is closely aligned to that position but the challenge becomes how do I talk about it? And this is where a coach comes in very handy because you need to know how to speak to speak to the positions. So that's really the difference. Because I know a lot
0: of recruiters, when they see functional resumes, the very first thing they know is the person is lacking experience. So I guess it, it really, at the end of the day, it is how you're wording it, how right. you're out those skills. Right. And putting them into your resume or the task that you did and translating them into skill right. useful skill set. Well, now, you know, what are the biggest resumes? Speaking of which, because that's a, one resume rumor, what are the biggest resume rumors that you hear, you see, and that you want to just say, OK, let's 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 stop this now?
1: Uh, um, I have a couple and I'm probably going to be the one that, that's probably going to be hated by the community because I, I'm not a I don't necessarily do I don't necessarily tailor all my resumes to certain jobs but then again like I that's I, I I believe if you have a strong resume within itself you should do very minimal work to it so you can get the job that you want a lot of my clients I tell them straight up are, are you know I do a very strong resume for you that you shouldn't have to do too much for the position that you want they end up getting most of the jobs that they want. Sometimes they don't, but just the the part that the part that where they don't get them is because I usually know they already the company already has someone inside or they're way ahead of the game as far as trying to hire someone. Okay. Um, resume resume with that about that everything has to be like one page. I'm not a I'm not a I am absolutely not a fan of that. Like I don't think that everything needs to be one page. You know, certain professionals do require about. 3 pages and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why because you have very experienced individuals that cannot tell a story in 2 pages and I have very very extensive individuals that have backgrounds in like you know, international development every industry is different so it's not a one size fit all like a one pager you know you you might have 25 years of experience and I put on one page and You're trying to go for a <clears throat> like a <clears throat> chief of party or a country director role in say Bangladesh or somewhere. They're gonna be like, that's it. Yes. That's all the achievements that you've had in one page. Mm-hmm. Even if I try to break it down, but the point is, it's not. It's everything is different based upon industry, and there's no acceptable norm. And I really want the 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 idea of uh, it has to be one two one to two pages is the only golden standard, which is not necessarily true. Because if that was the case, then then why do we need to do five, six pages for a federal resume? There's no, there's, there's a lot of things in government. You can have three to four outside of the feds. It's all about, can you speak to the job? that's pretty much my biggest, biggest hurdle and issue that I have right now. And believe it or not, as a career coach and resume writer, one of my biggest challenges, I try to tell people, it takes me more time to do a one pager because I'm, I'm really trying to be very strategic and very specific And I want that resume to be golden, so they can, you know, it just hits everything it needs to.
0: Yeah, that that you make a great point as far as the one page being more difficult because you do have to narrow it down, right? But I've heard that far too often that too many people say, "Oh, it's one page. You can only keep one page. They're not going to read it if it's more than one page." Which to me is. That in and of itself is a you're not gonna pass up a good candidate because they have two pages oh i
1: exactly exactly, but you know I have to say this I've done a couple of i have done i have done a couple of resumes right now where mm-hmm. they're one pagers, and man i've my clients have been getting really, really good jobs from it, and as a career coach, like I kind of question myself then' cause I'm like, wait a minute he just got a $20,000 increase and I have a I have a buddy over here that I've done two pages and wait, like what am I doing wrong like you know and there so it it kind of challenges me every once in a while to kind of like reevaluate what am I doing or what am I saying in the resumes
0: okay i mean that that means that you're a great coach because you can go back and look and see where you need to improve and make things better now what are your tips on social media cuz we live in a different world you know just having a great resume does not gonna do it so what are your tips on social media and using social media in order to find a job so like you know using twitter and you know facebook
1: things um, like that. number one i do want to say just be cautious of what you post i mean i know i know what people are i know a lot of people are doing what they're doing and it is what it is if you have privacy settings and make sure you learn about your privacy settings learn in in all forms you know because something might come back out later And you got to just be careful. Um, That's my first advice. Okay. Because I'm seeing a lot of posts where people are sharing stuff and they're like, oh, I'm just sharing this. But recruiters and hiring managers are finding ways to to say, hey, you shared this. I have to put that disclaimer out. I have to. Um, Now, using social media is a very, I mean, creative, I mean, honestly, it's helped me. I was able to get a lot more clients through social media. You know, it's all about marketing, selling yourself, selling yourself, you yourself, your, your own brand, And once you've identified you, who you are as a brand and it'll speak to the people that, that, that it resonates with. And that's the most important thing. So my, you know, my suggestion is just carry everything as if you are as if you're like the Pepsi and Coca-Cola, you know, like you're, you're what people want, you know? So you got to think about what direction do I want to go and how do I go about sharing X, Y, and Z now, Facebook Um, I'm trying to think how, how, man, I mean, they have groups on there. There's groups on there. There's people there, but you know, we, we all know what we use Facebook for, the connection the pictures and everything else. Um, I think, I, I think I haven't mastered Instagram yet. And I know it sounds crazy as a millennial, but like I probably, if I did, I probably would have a crazy following, but I don't. So, (laughs) and I'm sure someone's going to call me after this and be like, Hey, do you need help? Um, but seriously. I think like we're finding a lot of people being creative and finding ways to make money mm-hmm. through brand management and branding themselves. And they're getting they're they're working with companies and these companies see these people as assets. They're finding ways to make money without even having to step step foot in the corporate office or even in a in an agency. Um so again, you know, finding your target audience. Um, you know, I talk about LinkedIn a lot because LinkedIn has been great, absolutely phenomenal. And, um, and I've also seen a lot more people get on LinkedIn lately, which is great. And I will say that's probably the, the place for professionals, and it's a great place for you to go. But say
0: that one more time for the people in the back that don't realize
1: what LinkedIn is for. It's a great place for <laughs> professionals, and it's a yes. great place for you to achieve what you need, not the Tinder and everything else part of it. Yeah, because really? um,
0: I don't know about <laughs> you, but it's some things on there, and I'm like, why are you posting this? One I'm a,
1: you know, I, I also... You know, I am very conscious of what's going on or what's my surroundings. And certain people have certain privileges where we cannot we can't speak on certain things. So I, I don't speak on those things because it's not my place and I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And I like to make sure that my brand image is what it is, because I, I, I help out everybody. I don't have an issue. Um, my only time I have an issue is if personality wise, we just don't we don't click. So mm-hmm. that's about it. Um, but again, social media. Knowing your target audience and who you're trying to reach is more important than anything. Okay.
0: I mean, that, of course, with any type of marketing, that's a great point. You have to know who your audience is because if you don't know who your audience is, you can't you
1: can't reach them. Come to, come, to, come to think about it, um, I've, I, there's this trend going on where, for example, I mean, for the folks that don't necessarily use LinkedIn, they're like, why do they keep talking about this? People are posting their resumes. And they're getting shares. Like, I had a couple mm-hmm. of my clients share their resumes. And I was kind of like, man, I don't want my resumes out there so people can blah, 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 blah. You know, like, I'm like, man, I don't see any other career coach doing it. Why, am I, why are these people doing it? And I'm like, but they got really good feedback. And, you know, one time, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had negative feedback. And, you know, and at one, one point in time, but then we're going to reserve judgment on that one. because. Okay. But I will say that um, it's, it also gave me kind of an opportunity because – What someone else thought was bad was someone else's idea of a great resume. And matter of fact, that person ended up getting a job off that bad resume. So, you know, it's just um, a matter of dealing with opinions and people's thoughts. And I say when you're dealing with social media, know your target audience. Remember why you're there and what you're trying to do.
0: Now that you mention that, I do want to get your opinion on it as being someone who's in workforce development, being someone who's in professional or career development. So the whole thing about a good versus bad resume, a lot of it, in your opinion, do you mm. think it's opinion, more yes, so it's, opinion it's, based than act facts?
1: It's No, I don't think it's facts. I think it's 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 all of uh, an opinion. It's someone's thought process, you know, because and I know and, I, and I, I try to. The easiest way to break someone's confidence is blasting their resume, speaking negatively about it, and I am absolutely not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Even when I see things, I'm like, "This is." I'm like, "Listen, we can make this better." You'll always hear me say that. you will never hear me say, "This is trash." You know, like I don't do that. And I think like we begin get in a habit where, you know, it already takes a lot of people to share what you know their experience and what oh, they've yeah. done, and you literally can break someone in about mm-hmm. ten seconds. And that's not OK when I so I think it's more opinionated than anything. And I think that people forget that just because you're if you have not worked in more than one industry, I don't think your your, your opinion is valid. I don't I just I I, I think career coaches have a, a great responsibility in and, and and resume writers have a great responsibility because we actually work with everybody mm-hmm. in all different fields. So when someone comes in that maybe might have a great following or a huge following or and or just and says something isn't done the proper way or whatever, you know automatically that person forgets everything that the coach told them, you know listens to individuals that you know haven't worked in that industry and it becomes a problem, you know. So I, I say it's more opinions than anything. Facts are that generally speaking, you a bad resume would 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 have something like typos. Um, wrong information when I mean wrong information it's not uh, for example quantifiable data is really important especially mm-hmm. no matter where it is it really does help you stand out like I I talked about a one simple page resume I added a couple of numbers that were attainable things that they've done and, and I put in there and they were set so it's just things of that nature um Oh, email addresses. I mean, pretty bad email addresses are, oh, they'll probably make a bad, a like, good resume turn bad. Because the minute you see, like, uh, like I'm trying to think, uh, whatever I got, whatever. Yeah, like Big
0: Daddy 2050. 20, 20, yeah. Like, like, like
1: twerk like twerk something on LinkedIn at gmail.com yeah. or something <laughs> like that. You know, like, so, no, but honestly speaking, that's what makes bad resumes is just the content, the format. I, the Oh, it actually goes into sort of like your AI question that you mm-hmm. have um come to think about it uh the format can go can, the format can really mess you up and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times like people are you know want to make these pretty fancy digitalized resumes that stuff ain't gonna fly with the ATS systems it's not even gonna go through it'll be good if you like physically are sending it to an email to someone so they can mm-hmm. review it perfect fine that's good but if you're trying to go through a corporate company or agency or government, then that stuff does not pick up. Matter of fact, it affects the format and how it goes through into the system. So every you want it plain, but you want it you want you know you want it. You know what I mean plain, you want it not digitalized to the point that it messes up your format, your content. And believe me, I get resumes and I, I'll click on something and it'll it'll be so difficult for me to just pull out the information that I'm like no wonder why this thing is all the way off and i think it's it's safe to say when you're applying to certain jobs and i'm, not, I'm sure people have experienced this They'll upload their resume and in for example their job title would be their name you know or or the address is the responsibilities that you put in your resume that's a formatting issue mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 system has picked up something that hasn't worked and i mean sometimes it's just the, the system and it is what it is. You can I mean I've I've messed around with so many different resumes that I finally found my my own that has worked that I literally have to put less work into to putting in a system. Now, as far as how AI has changed like, you know, the world of talent acquisition, I will say that it's made it a little bit more it's made it tougher because, you know, people want the people to people connection. Mm-hmm. Now you're dealing with the robot, the automatic responses and people are getting frustrated about that. And that's kind of a, a difficult that's a very difficult thing for some people so um i would just i would just say that it's not going it's gonna to continue to just stay the same i mean you're gonna have new ways for for systems to identify qualified candidates, and at the end of the day, you know I think that by beating those systems, having quantifiable information, having things strong words that show that you you've achieved x y and z. Because I think what's going to end up happening is with AI, we're probably going to end up seeing a different style of resumes coming up. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a fan of the whole percentage thing. I've seen people put percentages. That's not that doesn't mean anything. You at 50% at Microsoft Excel don't, don't doesn't mean anything to me. It's either your basic, intermediate, or advanced. And where do I need to train you on as a as a hiring manager to get you to the advanced level or whatever level I feel appropriate. On an AI level, as far as managing that, you know, it's all about, okay, I utilized, for example, utilized Microsoft Excel to conduct over, you know, 5,000 data sets and achieved, uh, you know, a 98% rating. with zero, you know, something like that? Those are things people look at.
0: Okay. Yeah, you you know, you kind of led into my, my next question, so I appreciate that. But yes, AI is definitely changing the game. And so that makes a very good point. You know, making sure that your resume fits in. And when you were talking about uploading or, you know, taking your resume and putting it into an ATS system, Mm -hmm. you're absolutely correct. So I've I've seen people that do that and then they have to go back and retype everything in because everything is all over the place. Now... I want to make sure that everyone can reach you and I want everyone to hear about your services. So tell us a little bit about your business, what it is that you do, what services do you offer? And then how can our audience get hold of you?
1: Thank you. Um, so I provide career coaching and resume writing services. So it, it, I don't just work with veterans. I work with everybody, all industries. I am, I don't limit myself. I don't, I, like, like I said, I've worked in different industries, so I know what they're looking for. Um, and for me, when people ask, when they come to me, I try to let them know, like, you need to trust the process. If you're impatient and you want quick results, you want something that don't come to me. You know, i be honest, like, it's all based upon your own output. You know, my, my whole goal is to get you to be a better version of yourself while you're doing these jobs and build the confidence level that you have to be successful. My, If I did that, then I'm good. You don't need me, I'm good. If you need me, I'm here. My thing is, I also... I almost play almost as if I'm a counselor because I deal with a lot of stuff from clients where they're frustrated mm-hmm. and they they want to vent. I say, don't you ever vent on LinkedIn, social media about your job search. I'm telling you, do it with me. So if you need a sounding board, I'm your man. I will listen to you complain. But um, so but the service I provide, I mean, everything from military transition, helping out military folk, uh veterans, um, transition. There are a lot of free services, so I will say that there are plenty of plenty of services but it's up to the individual to choose what they want to do. If they want to take a more targeted approach and everybody from entry level to executives, I've helped. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily have a preference. I just want to help everybody. And as far as finding me, you can find me on RD on, on Facebook. I have my business page as RD resume and career coaching services. You can catch me on there. I'm on LinkedIn at Richard Drosen, and, um, And I'm on IG as well as our our drill resumes, R D resume career coaching as well. So you can catch me there. And um, I look forward to helping whoever needs it.
0: Yeah, now you know. So when you reach out to him on LinkedIn, because we're all going to get on LinkedIn, ask him, you know, in your expert opinion, don't just ask, well, okay, can you get me a job? <laughs> yeah. You know, so you know now. You know now, right. so we know how to reach him. And then do you do any workshops in the area at all? So that if someone, like a resume writing workshop or to teach uh, multiple people actually, at
1: once. That is actually something I'm actually trying to do more of. Like I've been getting a lot of requests now, And, you know, this is where I go about the whole brand image and brand management thing of it is, you know, think I I didn't have this a a while back. Now I'm starting to have all the options. So I am I am available for speaking engagements and definitely resume writing workshops. I have a few possibly coming up and and a lot of them have been um, I'm excited. That's all I have to say. There's quite a bit on the horizon, but I'm available.
0: Okay, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me. I'm not the federal resume guru but if you need a federal resume you can reach out to richard <laughs> he can help you <laughs> in that pathway i've seen lots and lots of his success stories so that is definitely his pathway even if you just want to talk to him of course you know you have to talk to him about his services
1: but there you go that's what I, I do before you know i know we're hanging we're out soon but there's something i do want to share that's really important that um there's a lot of people with disabilities out there that don't mm-hmm. think that they can get a job. You can get a job. And there's also a way for you to get hired and be protected in some of those corporate companies and and especially in the federal government and government agencies. Some people have what they call preference hiring for veterans and also with disability. And that's something I actually am also passionate about. And I want people to know um, you can get hired. Don't Don't think, don't let your disability. And I also want to be very careful in saying that you don't know what a disability is because there's a there's a whole list out mm-hmm. there that qualifies a bunch of different things. So you want to make sure that you might have something, and then you might be able to get hired. Just it's something a lot of people come to ask me about, and I said I got you. I know what we need to do.
0: Yeah, and also um, before I let you go, reentry. Do you help? You know our reentry populations. That's something yes. that's, that I'm really big on helping yes, reentry. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Well, absolutely? I love working with re entry. You know, it sounds crazy, but you know, it's, because they're trying to get—they're hungry. They're like, man, I want to make some money legally. I'm, you know, they—they have that 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 level of like, I want to make it. Speaking of, you made me. a I one of my one of my best clients was actually a mother came to me, and his son got out of jail like her son got out of jail like it was literally like within 24 hours. She yeah. was like. Look, I'm about to buy him a suit. I'm about to text you a whole bunch of photos. Can you pick the suit for me? I said, absolutely. That color combination is good. You know, I did his resume quickly. I, you know, and he he went there. I told him what he needed to do. He got a job. Now, check this out. He was starting, like, as a team member working at, like, uh, like uh, like Dunkin' Donuts or something. I can't remember. someone like one of those places, right? And it might not be a big deal to, you, but to a lot of people. Like, Dunkin' Donuts. No, the man is a productive member of society. Mm-hmm. And now... He's a multi-site manager at McDonald's. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm I'm, I'm just saying like that man, like multi-site, like the man has successfully utilized his skills and what he learned and took it on his own. He said, I didn't, after I worked with you, I was done. I was good. And I thank you. And now he has a legit 50 plus thousand dollar job with bonuses that he probably never had in his life. He turned his life around. So, yeah, absolutely. I work with reentry, and I'd love to work with anybody that does that stuff
0: okay see so I'm giving you the connect you have a direct connect to somebody who's absolutely amazing at writing resumes so I want to thank everybody and I'm going to say happy Easter to you and for those of you like why are you saying happy Easter because this is going to air on Monday (laughs) but I want to say happy Easter to you Um, definitely enjoy your Sunday and the rest of your day everybody else you know how to reach me it is just Lisa at LisaWinnie.com if you have questions for me or if you want to reach out on social media you can find us at Millennial Anonymous. We are on all of the above Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, everything. So thanks so much, and we will be back again next week with an amazing topic. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.